If someone is saying they are a millionaire or a billionaire, they're not referring to their income. They're likely basing that off of their net worth. Someone's net worth is one of the metrics that lenders may use to determine if you qualify for a loan or not, but the way they measure it labels assets in a little bit of a different way than we have talked about in this podcast. So in this episode, we're going to define what net worth is and how to calculate it and discuss how valuable this metric of wealth really is. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. When a bank asks you to fill out a personal financial statement, they're telling you to list out a list of your assets and liabilities to determine your net worth. So the equation to calculate your net worth comes down to this formula. Assets minus liabilities equals net worth. Now the bank defines assets a little bit differently than we do at Money Vision U or the way the wealthy do. The way the bank defines an asset is something that you own that has any economic value. So here are some things that the bank might let you label as an asset. You probably know about real estate or businesses, retirement accounts, what is in your checking account, but things that they also allow you to include in your asset column would be things like cars, jewelry, maybe you have expensive instruments like a guitar or something like that, any item that essentially has economic value. Now, I will say that some of these items like jewelry or even instruments could be labeled under the commodity asset column, so to speak, but we will talk about how we view assets a little bit differently later in this episode, but let's just focus on how net worth is calculated right now. So to simplify the equation of assets minus liabilities equals net worth, based on the bank's definition of an asset, I could also say what you own minus what you owe, meaning any debt, equals your net worth. So let's look at an example of calculating someone's net worth. Someone's assets could look something like $300,000 home, $20,000 car, $10,000 in their checking account, $15,000 in a retirement account, which all adds up to $345,000. On the other side of that, for the liabilities, that could be $200,000 owed on their home, $15,000 owed on that $20,000 car, $3,000 of debt on credit cards month to month, maybe there's $27,000 in student loans. All of these liabilities, or what you owe, aka debt, adds up to $245,000 in this example. So if net worth equals assets minus liabilities, 
slash what you own minus what you owe. In this case, it would be $345,000 in the assets minus $245,000 in the liabilities, giving this individual in the example a net worth of $100,000. That is in a nutshell how you calculate your net worth on a personal financial statement. Now, while this is how the bank calculates wealth, those with money vision don't classify or calculate wealth the same way. Because remember, the wealthy view assets as anything that puts money into their pocket compared to liabilities or anything that takes money out of your pocket. So in the example we just talked about, we showed how the bank classifies a car as an asset. Well, unless you are renting out your car or making money from it somehow, it is a liability. If you're just driving it around all the time, going back and forth from work, making the monthly payments, it is never putting money into your pocket. Now, maybe you could sell it one day and make some money back, but that car never gave you more income. As a matter of fact, it is probably depreciating over time and you are selling it for less than when you bought it. Now, obviously, we need cars. These things are a necessity to get around, to get to work, to go get groceries, whatever it may be. But the definition of an asset that the wealthy use is anything that puts money into your pocket. If it's not putting money into your pocket, it's a liability. Now, I will say, going back to that example, you know, I talked about how jewelry could be in the asset column in the bank statement. Well, in reality, the wealthy could view something like jewelry or maybe even instruments, like a nice guitar, whatever it is, as an asset because those could actually hold value and be labeled as a commodity in the list of assets. And remember, a commodity is really its primary function is to be a hedge against inflation. So if you have a gold watch, well, gold is often considered a commodity, and if the watch has some gold in it, Maybe you bought it at, let's just dream big and say you had a $50,000 watch or something like that. I don't think I would ever buy one of those. But someone has a $50,000 watch, it could very well hold that value or even go up in value over time. That's why it could technically be labeled an asset. Now, don't go around buying $50,000 watches because, oh, they fall into the asset column. Remember, commodities are for preserving wealth. It's not necessarily for those looking to build wealth early on by increasing passive income or whatever it may be. Those with money vision understand that the best time to buy liabilities are when your passive income from your assets, like real estate, businesses, dividends from stocks, can pay for them. That's a better metric for financial freedom than net worth. Someone could say, I'm wealthy because I have a net worth of $1 million. While that person is definitely probably doing very well, having a net worth of over a $1 million doesn't necessarily mean someone is financially free. Passive income, where you get your money working for you, creates freedom. So if you had $100,000 to play with, so to speak, well, you could purchase a really nice car that would technically add to your assets column in in your personal financial statement and increase your net worth if that car isn't being paid for via assets it might be better to invest that money to in a sense purchase more income for yourself by investing in assets that help produce more passive income 
because when you create more passive income for yourself, you are giving yourself more control of your time, aka more freedom. For me, net worth isn't the metric I focus on. I like to see money coming into my checking account from different investments without me even having to work for it. Passive income from assets is the primary objective for those wanting to be financially free. Net worth is calculated by subtracting your liabilities from your assets or taking what you own and subtracting what you owe. This is how you create a personal financial statement which a bank account will likely use to see what type of loan or how much you qualify for in a loan. While there is importance to having a strong net worth, remember that it is not a metric for financial freedom. And we are on a journey not to create a large net worth, but more to create passive income that gives financial freedom. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at MoneyVisionU. We look forward to catching you in the next class.